they're kind of the first full-fledged town that's probably going to get lost to sea level rise in America. I hope Tanchir is saved, but I hedge a bit when it comes to the question of should it be saved. Let everybody know how much erosion. We ain't a sinking, we're eroding. We're not just talking about saving the land, a piece of land. We want to save a community, a, a, a way of life. Shall the Lord destroy Tangier? If we don't do anything, we're going to have a lot more Tangiers, a lot more bigger cities and major cities lost. You're listening to Going Under, the story of Tangier Island, a production of WTOP. Here's Michelle Bash. We need to build the wall to keep what's troubling us out. That could be a quote from Donald Trump regarding America's southern border or the mayor of Tangier Island about a seawall around the island. And there's a lot of love for the president on Tangier. In 2016, more than 87% of residents voted for him. When I visited in 2018, I saw Trump 2020 signs, flags bearing his name, and one person in a Make America Great Again hat. Days after CNN aired a story about the island in 2017, the president called Tangier's mayor to tell him not to worry about sea level rise. Trump also told Uker that the island had been around for hundreds of years and he believed it would be there for hundreds more. When we talked last year to President and myself, uh, we, we were on the same page about sea level rise. You know, he, in global warming and climate change, you know, any changes in the climate, I don't believe it's man-made. I think it's natural changes. I know in my years out here, we've had, we've had winters when it's been very cold icy, iced in at times, and then I've seen winters when it's been fairly mild, no ice at all hardly, and then you'll see periods of ice again. Uh, last year we had a lot of ice down here. We hadn't had that kind of ice in years, and we, we were iced in for a while last year. I mean, we could walk out to the crab shanties all over the harbor. We had to have a Coast Guard icebreaker to come in to bring supplies and helicopters, and. Now they're saying it looks like it's going to be another cold winter. So that's what I've seen over the years is, you know, uh, President Trump and I, we, we agree on that, that there's ups and downs. And Street flooding is a regular thing on the island, but Uker is not alarmed because he's seen it for decades. Like we have an east wind today, a strong east wind. We're going to have tides above normal. That's just, that's just always been. If you get a persistent east wind, uh, you'll have tides above normal. If you get a persistent west wind, you'll have abnormally low tides. That's always been. And, uh, but we were had, we had had an east wind. Todd was on the street. Kids were swimming on the, in the street. And we had some uh, reporters here, and they asked, does this concern you? I said, not really, because when I was a kid, I did the same thing. Since speaking with Trump, Uker has been talking with others in Washington, D.C. about possible federal funding to build that seawall. Like who? Can you name them? Or? Well, it's uh, folks from the Interior Department and, uh, and Fish and Wildlife. And, of course, the funding has to come through Congress, but it will come through those departments. He's convinced that the president's influence is what led to those conversations, 
But Trump's support also led to a backlash. I mean, we got a lot of letters and phone calls last year, hate mail. Folks from all around the country saying they hope we all drowned out here, hope the island sinks. And uh, I, I don't understand that kind of thing. Uh, you can vote different and have different opinions on something and still be civil with each other. The first Tangier native I met in person asked me to share an urgent message about the island. Let everybody know. Let everybody know how much erosion. We ain't a sinking. We're eroding. Alan Parks helped me load my luggage onto the boat that I took to Tangier from Crisfield, Maryland. He tells me he and his wife live on the eastern side of the island, which he says desperately needs a seawall. But when I ask for an interview, Parks turns me down. So when he helps me off the mail boat in Tangier. I'm getting you first. Okay. Because you're going to be busy. All right. Thank you. You have a good day. I feel like I missed an opportunity and assume I won't see him again because I'll be taking a different boat back to Maryland. Hours later, I'm walking around the island exploring when Parks drives up in a golf cart and shakes my hand. How are things going, he asks. Great, I say, but I'd love to see your house. Right away, he says, get in. Canton Road, okay. Suddenly, we're speeding down narrow streets, and I'm trying not to fall out of the cart while taking video and photos. In a few short minutes, we cross a bridge from the main ridge to Canton Ridge and reach Park's house, the last one on his street. From his back door, I can see waves crashing several hundred feet away. They're not an immediate threat, but Parks explains there are tide ponds between his yard and those waves. His accent is so thick that I misunderstand at first. It's got water there right in between there, and if that gets there, then it's going to be all the way up here. Did you say if that gets sour? No. I said if that gets to the tide ponds, the pond there, if that gets that there, Oh, soon be up this way. Gotcha. So it don't take long. For outsiders, the Tangier Island dialect can take some getting used to. They tend to take a single syllable word and stretch it and knot it into two or three syllables. Uh, they can take a multi-syllable word and, and shorten it uh, in the same way. Says Earl Swift, the author. Search the internet and you'll find articles claiming Tangier Island speech is the last remaining bit of Elizabethan English. Not true, says Swift. What is true is the Tangier tendency of talking backward. Parks gives me an example. He says when he was a kid at camp. They're getting ready to play baseball, and I love baseball. Mm -hmm. Well, Dee Commander said, do you want to play? I said, no, I don't want to play. I meant, yeah. And then when he came to me, you said, no, you didn't want to play. So he's talking just the opposite. Back to Park's yard on Canton Ridge. It floods so often that he and his wife recently built a raised walkway to their shed. That way we can always get to the shed. Because <laughs> when that tally comes up, she comes in this yard. Oh, when, wow. When, when that rises. They probably won't get over this, but it'll be 
right deep here. Okay, so that's why this is elevated. Yeah, up, up high. Okay. That way you can always come out there and get to the shed. He says during bad storms, the water really comes up. It ain't never been in the house, but it's been up. Well, you can't get out the house unless you have boots. Something has been done. Maybe Trump. You hoping? Hoping. Yeah, we all voted for Trump, and we're hoping he'll have something to do with asylum. Well, the mayor seems to think he's already helping. Yeah, he is. He's helping. But if changes don't come soon, what are you going to do? You're going to. You're not. You're not no. making any plans to move. No, I hope to stay here, to Tangier. His wife Joan is happy living on the island. I had a bone marrow transplant in Richmond 13 years ago, and it was hectic living down in the city of Richmond. So I kind of like the low-key lifestyle, you know, not all that going on, and you know, to get just get away from it all. Alan adds, "I'm a fall-blooded Tangier, and <laughs> I don't want to move. I like it here." Next time on Going Under, the story of Tangier Island. This is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, there's a lot of cities that are going to need huge investments in infrastructure to protect them against rising water. I'm Michelle Bash. Going Under is a production of WTOP News in Washington, D.C. Find more at goingunderpodcast.com.